0: All right, so you want to lay out, your, uh, lay out the, the overall principles for this noise-canceling live concept?
1: Yeah, so really the thought process is in the current age there's so much information, which is great, but how do you actually use that for your life? Like, How do you actually use Twitter? How do you use social media? How do you use Wikipedia and podcasts to actually be... actually be useful you know I mean like because it's really it's easy to be like super insular and just get everything that's from your own opinion you know like I can listen to NPR and I can listen to you know Grantland or any network that pretty much completely agrees with me but like how do I ever get uh, a different point of view and how do I just not spend all my time trying to seek out that other point of view or just insulate myself with things that just agree with where I'm at
0: yeah so i have i have two thoughts on that so the first like just general concept this is almost like maybe even more overarching than that is like what responsibility do i have to follow the news you know like at this point i feel like sometimes news is like almost entertainment and Mm -hmm. so like if i'm just following it just to like be entertained i'm not taking any action like is it is that just a waste of my time like is if i see it as entertainment And it's just like, yeah, I'm doing this for entertainment purposes, like, then that's fine, but like, am I following the news with this like concept that it's making like I'm doing something about it, but in in reality I'm just following it to be entertained and not taking any action.
1: So you're saying like you need to answer first, like, is there value in having a specific worldview outside of things that directly affect you? Yeah. I'm I would personally argue that that there probably is in terms of just like understanding the world, because from my experience, you know, like in Minnesota, especially, like people are pretty insulated, and like if they haven't lived outside of Minnesota, like they just don't have the same understanding of how not necessarily how the world works, but like what else is out there, you know so i I guess from my perspective, like there is value in like being aware of what's going on around you. Um, and i think it's it's almost like a slippery slope where like the more you get away from wanting to be in touch with the world the more you just like like i said insulate yourself and just like become entrenched in what you've experienced you know
0: yeah hmm.
1: so are you are you saying like you're you want to debate more like what there's actually value in staying in touch with the world or with our current news sources because i think i think those could be potentially different topics
0: yeah huh i think i think there is value in looking at like having an understanding of like being like understanding having a worldview understanding what's going on in the world and i think you you bring up a good point about like i think you have to specifically focus on like following two different Two different trains of thought or schools of thought are trying to find different uh, ways of looking at things. Because if you like, if you are looking in your let's let's say you use because I use Twitter to follow like news sources. If mm-hmm. your Twitter feed is all the same stuff, then that mean, then that means like you're missing a point of view. And so I think it's interesting when you have a Twitter feed and you have almost two of the people that you follow fighting each other, or at least like bringing different perspective in on your feed. And if you don't have that, then that's probably a problem.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, following the narratives, cuz that's kind of that's where news has gone away from not just reporting but actually like subscribing to a specific narrative. And I don't want to say pushing it on people, but continuing that narrative throughout almost all their news stories.
0: Right, like I almost think like when I am looking at a news story, the first thing I ask is like, okay, this news what's the what's this news source's angle? And like looking at it from that like framework versus just like reading it on face value saying okay what what's the where are these guys coming from and what what's uh like what kind of agenda could they be pushing when they're bringing this news in
1: yeah i totally agree and i I feel like i'm such a nerd that if i really care about something i'll spend a ridiculous amount of time searching out the different sources and almost almost like writing my own article in my head to be like, okay, this is how I actually understand this from this point of view, p- this point of view, what somebody who was actually there or like scholarly articles that have actually done the research because there's so much just like speculation and bad sourcing. It's, it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Hmm. So I, I, I agree with you. I mean, if, if you're watching Fox News or MSNBC... I hope it's just for entertainment I mean for me sometimes I'll listen to the opposite just to see what they're saying you know like I kind of would be like so how does somebody who is trying to be opposed to me like how are they looking at this because I think there's there's always something there's always an interesting tidbit though like oh I I didn't actually think of it like that Um, it's not always just like laughing them off like every once in a while there'll be a little nugget I'm like okay. I actually didn't think about that. before. Right. <clears throat> no.
0: right. Hey, you know who is you know who is like really interesting to me is uh, um, Trump. Like, I don't even know that he believes most of the stuff he's saying. But like, when you start listening to it, you're like, just from like a human psychology perspective, he's like brilliant. How he, he's like, it's just speaking to a certain like to rile people up, and that's what people want to hear. And I seriously don't think he even believes most of the stuff he's saying.
1: The way that he flips some questions or, like, some of his opponents' responses, I'm like, this dude is actually incredibly bright. Like, he is really quick on his feet and says things that you're like, oh, that sounds really smart, actually. Yeah. <laughs> even, even if I know that it's not that smart, like, it still sounds kind of smart.
0: Yeah, like, that guy is amazing.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I found him to be much more impressive as a campaign, (laughs) campaign personality than as a real human being.
0: So what would, what would you say are your top two or three news sources or where, like, where do you get most of your news from?
1: Um, I like BBC, um, for, I'd say print media and radio. Their radio is really good. BBC world service is super good. Um, you know, in terms of like finding news online, like, i'll use cnn as kind of like uh i'm trying to think of a good analogy like uh, a spotlight from like if you were stuck in foggy seas and all you had was one flashlight like that's kind of what cnn is and then you're like oh i can kind of barely see this maybe i should look someplace else for it and mm-hmm. then then like if there's an interesting news story then you can basically fact check it in through other channels but yeah it, i mean i think it's really hard to find honestly al jazeera um Al Jazeera their their TV network is actually really good.
0: Is that so the TV is that do they post it on YouTube or we're like where is that new where do you get that news from?
1: Yeah, they post a lot of their videos on YouTube. So who do you follow on Twitter? Cuz so, that's that's honestly I'm I'm not connected on Twitter. I'm not on Facebook. Um so I'm, I'm curious to get your perspective on that. So
0: here's like I would say Generally speaking, I would say I used to like lean to the right and so I would follow like and I would consider myself generally be a libertarian, but one person that like really so I don't always agree with him and most like I would say like even most of the time I don't but Glenn Greenwald he so he writes I think he writes for the intercept maybe he's the one that that uh, that wrote the initial article for Edward Snowden that's
1: what I thought yeah. and
0: uh he like I think from understanding like where someone from that far on the left is coming from, I think he brings a lot of interesting thoughts and has like at least made me think about things differently than I had before and like sometimes, sometimes he's extreme, I don't agree with him, but I at least think he has made me think differently about a lot of things.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like in terms of independent thought, <laughs> when you're talking about political spectrum, it's hard to really point to, to anyone in particular. Um, especially in terms of news sources, I, I, you know, I, I read Krug and I used to read all the New York Times columnists, but I, I, just feel like there's just not anything new. Like everyone is just so entrenched at this point that it's really hard to find new voices on, on any sort of op-ed side.
0: Yeah. So actually, so one other like, and I don't know if you, maybe you've seen these guys, but have you listened to the the Young Turks? Mm -hmm. They're on YouTube, so those got that like that channel. I guess is kind of a new channel that I've started looking at. That they bring some interesting perspectives in, Uh, and then the other that one I had one. I forgot who who I was thinking of.
1: I feel like with the younger generation of broadcasters, like especially with things like BuzzFeed, there's there's too much entertainment put into it. You know what I mean, right? Like, I think they they think so many people want entertainment, but by doing that, they really remove any sort of, you know, like, source of truth. Like, there's there's so little... I mean, it's hard to be like, oh, this person is genuinely this snarky and negative about life. Like, you're like, okay, this is a character that you're playing for a newscast. <laughs> right. You know, like, it, they actually put themselves in the same, same boat as, like, Colbert and Stewart. And I think that's why they became so popular in the last few years because they were less of a caricature than the people who were actually on the news
0: (laughs) right i think you're right about that but uh, that's the thing about the news though is that ultimately though they're trying to make money and so like there's always like that's their primary purpose i mean maybe you say it's to like get the truth out but i think at the bottom line for most of these is particularly the big companies like they're trying to make money they're not necessarily trying to like get to the hard truth
1: yeah i think what i've been what's been developing in the back of my head is the only strategy that probably could have saved journalism and print media was somebody 10 years ago really seeing this wave of going completely online completely away from people actually paying for anything And just being like, okay, we're going to cut down to zero writers right now. We're going to just steal everybody else's articles. And when the pendulum finally swings in another 15 years, when news is so poor that everyone's like, I don't even know what to believe. Then we're going to come back out and be like, okay, we're an actual news organization again. And we're going to actually make news. But I mean... When you're public companies, like you can't just entrench yourself for a 20-year battle where you make zero dollars. So.
0: Isn't that what like Buzzfeed and all like all these like Gawker media? Isn't that what they've done? Where they basically, like they write articles that are just like short. They're like little slideshows, and it's just like you're just trying to get a little taste of the information, and it may be right, it may not be. Half the time they're just like reposting stuff. But that, but then the thing is, like I think when you look at like how many clicks are getting, they're getting the most clicks.
1: Sure. If you have a headline, I mean, everybody clicks headlines. Everybody clicks videos. Like, nobody really... I think it's because nobody wants to search for news. Like, if you're just clicking through stuff, like, you want something light. You want something easy to read or not read. I think that's the biggest thing is people just don't want to read. But I think one thing that's interesting is you look like a website like Grantland. Did you read Grantland at all? Yeah, I read it. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it just shut down. But they had 5 to 7 million unique visitors a month the last six months and those were all long-form articles like there's nothing there maybe once a month they'd have an article less than a thousand words so like i think people will still read it but like it needs to be really good content and it can't just be clickbait you know like it it needs to be something in-depth and interesting which you really have to pay for and nobody wants to pay for that
0: (laughs) right You know who I started listening to that's... Have you ever listened to Hardcore History?
1: Uh, I feel like I downloaded... It's a podcast, right? Yeah. I feel like I I downloaded one, and I didn't love it. Some of these niche podcasts, I think it just takes a while to get into, but tell me a little bit more about it. So
0: Hardcore History, like, first of all, it's long. It's way long. It's, like, three hours, and there are, like, multiple episodes. So, like, you have to mentally commit to it. And so, at first, like, I... I hesitated because it was too long, but then once I got into it, man, it's amazing. It's one guy's name's Dan Carlo and he just he like here's how he talks about history. He talk he tries to put you into like an individual person. So like when he's talking about, like World War One and the trenches, like he's reading like journals of these guys that are in the trenches and so like he's not just saying like, Oh, the army moved here and they moved there like he like there's elements of that, but he's trying to make you think about it from like what it would be like to be like an actual person in the, in that area.
1: Interesting. He did. He used to have the, he used to have another podcast common sense. Yeah. Right? So he has, yeah.
0: he has common sense and he still has both of those. In fact, he just did a, an interesting take on the Paris attacks on that. He just posted today, but his, so I coming around, like I first got into his hardcore history, but I think also his podcast common sense is interesting. Now he talks about like, he talks about, news from like an overall big like issue like rather than like what what's the news of the day or news of the week so i think that's kind of an interesting thing is like he's talking about it on a broader like a bigger issue basis than just like oh this individual thing happened Mm -hmm. and here are my thoughts on this individual thing
1: yeah to break down a lot of like you'd say micro episodes and and see what the macro like wide angle lens comparison is yeah, I don't I think he does a really good job on that.
0: I don't think that happens very often. Like most of the time people are just like taking that one the one incident and then just they want to talk specifically about that but not how does this impact like our overall broad understanding of things?
1: Yeah, well, I think it's because and it's one thing I want to talk about if we do a live section today is just the idea of a monoculture. Like I think so few people want to blow it out to the macro level because there really isn't necessarily a macro level of understanding on anything right now like everything is just your own opinion like your truth is whatever like people deny truth that you know can be like historically or scientifically based you know so i think i think it's hard to blow it out to this macro level where you're saying like you're assuming that everyone is actually going to understand and agree with you
0: do you think like the internet is making it like this is almost like a dip where like before everyone, no one was on the same page, but no one knew they weren't on the same page because there wasn't any sharing of information. Whereas now the internet has made it so like everyone's like sharing information. And so then we're like, wow, people are not on the same page whatsoever. And then I wonder if ultimately, like people will get on the same page or this is just kind of like a dip you got to go through where you recognize there's a problem. I don't know, what do you think?
1: I think? it'd be really interesting to draw like a Venn diagram of like worldviews and see like where the most circles intersected because I bet it would be probably in the 1990s you know like that was where the internet was big the globe was somewhat connected like connected enough to to be rooted in the same big things when they were happening Um, and then you know after the 90s everybody had high speed internet like you're getting every article every 10 seconds twitter comes out and now you just have these little pods of people who you know they follow these five twitter personalities they follow these five news sources and like the the only, there's no mono there's i mean there's just differences like everyone is is following their own thing do
0: you think people naturally like converge on their thoughts or do you think that that like that will do, that randomly happens, but that's not like the natural course.
1: I mean, I think we all want to agree with people. I think we want people to agree with us. Like that's that's a that's a human instinct. I think there's very few people who are so individualistic that they're like, "This is me." Like, I'm just gonna I'm gonna do me. Like, you hear that? But like, those are the same people who are posting like doing me on Instagram <laughs> right. and like hoping <laughs> hoping for thumbs up. You know, so like it's. <laughs> You may feel individualistic, but we're so rooted in in getting confirmation and adoration right now that that I I can't imagine that there's very very many people out there like that.
0: Yeah, but you're saying, and then you're saying that like people are have like formed these little clans on the internet or these little tribes on the internet, and then they're just like talking to each other and then just like building on and just becoming more and more like extreme in their thoughts among these little these little clans or tribes or whatever
1: yeah because i mean you think about like the comment section or reddit like you're you're in this super very selective group not selective like very niche group where like these people are reading this article this hour so like if somebody doesn't agree with you what do you do you just stop engaging like you can just disengage and find somebody else who does agree with you like, that's mm. the reason why we argue is to find agreement. Like, very few people argue to find a counterpoint or to find something that's actually an interesting thought that could that could deepen their understanding.
0: Right, people are reading the news to confirm what they already are thinking.
1: Absolutely, yeah. I hmm. totally agree with that. Hmm. So kind of going back to the basic I, idea of this, how, how do you feel about that just as a general theme? Because I, I think for me, I, that's my... That's my general thought on it like I, I want to have something that is uh, both a conversation between us, but also a conversation on on the world and more or less how to use what we have to to our benefit, like really cutting through all the bullshit and finding out things that matter and having being able to engage in actual conversations with people.
0: Yeah. huh? So I think for sure. Have like following multiple people and, and making sure you're you it's almost like it's yeah that's what you have to do like on twitter you have a feed that has just different uh sure. points of view and different ideas and then hopefully you can then well like once you see all those then you can kind of figure out okay here's where everyone's coming from and then you can potentially find find where you're at in the spectrum but if you're just if your feed's only one, only one side, then you really don't even know like where everyone else is at to to come up with your own concept of what it should be.
1: Sure. But I mean, for me, so this is another one of my topics that I wanted to touch on today. When you think about the Middle East, like how would a normal person, like let's say there's a 16-year-old kid that wants to learn more about the Middle East and really has a very basic understanding. Like, where do you even begin on that? Like, you hear people talk about it all the time. You hear ISIS, you hear Iraq, you hear Syria, you hear Assad, you hear Russian and Putin being thrown. In. Like, it's such a complicated issue. Like, where would you even start?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, I would start on, like,
1: Wikipedia. Right, you know, like right. I, I would be like, what is ISIS? And then, like, ISIS would lead you to be, lead you to, like, uh, what's the splinter cell? Um whatever it is out of Iraq. Uh, Why can't I think of it? (laughs) But, I mean, like, you could go down that rabbit hole of, like, where did these terror organizations come from? And, like, where did all this hatred for America actually, what's it rooted in? Right. So, like, I mean, that could potentially be a rabbit hole. But, like, it's overwhelming. It's mostly overwhelming because it's so hard to find good sources.
0: Right. So Because any source that you have, you still have to, like, ask that question of, what like what perspective are they coming from? Like, what's their biases that they're bringing to this argument? Because you have to assume there's some. You know who actually has good articles, and I I've read a couple on this topic is Vice. Like it used really? to be this like joke joke website or whatever, but like they have some. Inter- there's an interesting uh, YouTube video on ISIS where the guy actually went in there and he was like videoing some of the stuff they're doing in the early stages, and then. I I've read some other interesting long form stuff that actually it's interesting where you find information now where like more and more you have to go to places like that or though you, websites that used to be kind of a joke or were not taken seriously. Now you like you actually can take them seriously. Maybe
1: I think there's a lot more freelancing, <clears throat> you know, just right. because the big sources, you know, are cutting down their number of reporters. So there's, there's a lot more talent out there that's, I mean, pretty much undiscovered. That would be really interesting. I just brought up an idea to have like an American Idol of journalism. That would oh. that would be a show I would be a hundred percent in on for sure.
0: Wow. So how do you th- how what would be the structure for that show? So.
1: You just have to film the journalists going around tracking down stories, and then at the end of the week, when their story got done, then it'd be like a panel of judges to, to critique them.
0: Yeah, I wonder, like, I wonder if that's realistic. Cause my so my friend is an editor for ABC News, and like, I I wonder if that's even like a concept you could you could even do in a week. Like, would you just give them like, hey, just go find a story somewhere this week, and then they would each do their own segment, and then you would just say, okay, you were the best one.
1: You'd probably, I mean, the, they'd probably do some tricks in editing where like they would never do the show live and it'd be like you give them a week, but it's really like two and a half weeks. And then they just cut it down for editing because you're right. That would be, that would be hard to track all that stuff down and get, get a good edit and copy before they actually did a show too.
0: I like the concept, of the it would be interesting because, okay, so America would be voting. And so would America value someone who found, like, the right answer? Or would it just be, like, the most outrageous? And then dude, probably they'd be, like, do a, doing a story on a cat or something. And then the, that person would be, you think this is a good idea and it would only, like, disappoint you to the maximum.
1: It would be like Frumpy Cat. <laughs> yeah. be like, it's like the next Grumpy Cat, Frumpy Cat. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, sad but probably
1: true. <laughs> 100%. True. 100%. I think it had to be like the voice where the judges have a lot more input to get down to like the final the final people and then then America would vote on the last like four or whatever. And,
0: and you know it'd be really interesting, okay, so you know how they take different song like okay, so you have uh different styles of songs that these people have to do during the during the show. So you would mm-hmm. tell them, "Hey, you got to do a left slant on this on this week's show and then see if they could swap sizes like it would be really interesting to see them one day like from a very conservative perspective and then next week they're just like going from the extreme opposite
1: oh yeah yeah i mean you could do stuff like all right this is a native advertisement from cook industries like (laughs) (laughs) yeah like you need to write this from a perspective that our paper is getting paid a million dollars to write this yeah, yeah, that's great. It would be, it would be so intense, and they'd be like, "Ah, oh, I really? I can't believe this. I'm so stressed out to put myself in the complete opposite position is <clears throat> is impossible."
0: Yeah, that would be interesting. And they're like, hey, "Gosh, hmm,
1: that'd be hilarious." All right, you need to tweet somebody on that.
0: I think I might.
1: I'm totally <laughs> do. De- I give you full copyright permission to tweet that one out. America's next top journalist. Yeah. Oh man. That's hilarious. And I, I think, you know, starting from, from that point, I think it would also open us up to, you know, talking about the news of the week a little bit. Or, uh, you know, like Tim Ferriss sends out his weekly top five. Yeah. Like doing something a little bit like that, but, but having much more of a conversation, not just like a bullet point, but the one, like each of us bring two or three topics to, to discuss more in depth, probably two, because I I don't, I don't want to dedicate a ton of time most weeks because hopefully we'll have some other larger key points to talk on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that's a good idea.
1: So a couple, a couple like specifics. I was thinking I kind of like noise canceling pod. Ooh, just like okay, yeah. I like that I, one. I dropped off the cast. I was like, I actually kind of like that.
0: Yeah, I like that.
1: It's, it's a little unique, but it's not. I mean, it's definitely not like crazy or anything. No, that sounds pretty. I
0: good. think that's good. I like it.
1: Uh, and then like logo, I didn't know if you had anything. I know you you outsource your your DJ Axel logo, which is sweet. Um, <laughs> I was thinking maybe we could have have Katie make like a handmade one and then take a picture of it
0: i I'm all in on that. yeah, I
1: feel like that would look pretty sweet
0: yeah so i I did outsource that, but then I had to go back and redo it because it wasn't very good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you You get what you pay for, yeah. you know you really do. That's funny. that's a four hour work week reference on that one.
0: Yeah, well, yeah
1: um and then the other one was like an intro phrase yeah like what, what are your thoughts on like how to describe obviously we're still even figuring out what the content's going to be like but we'll, like how how drawn out do you want it to be
0: i i don't know i feel like you need probably like a minute and we should have someone not one of us read the intro so we got to figure out what what that is and then have someone read it out for us
1: oh i see yeah you're talking about like with music yeah
0: yeah so Definitely. i i figured out like you can f- there there was a link in one of the articles i was reading that is like publicly licensed or publicly available music that you can use so just find something on that like that
1: you don't want to produce one
0: Pro- no <laughs> that's i'm not there yet <laughs>
1: I was messing around, I downloaded some really cheap software last week, I was like, I bet I can throw together a pretty good beat, <laughs> I spent like 40, 45 minutes, I was like, this sounds terrible, I'm going <laughs> to have to talk this over with Axel. <laughs>
0: yeah, I have, I've, I, there was a, uh, so when I first started DJing, I took this like, online course, which I felt like, put me probably like a year ahead of if I would have just been, at least, I probably wouldn't even be, like, there are certain principles that I wouldn't have figured out on my own. So, they they now do a, like, producer online course. So, I'm sure, oh, really? yeah, like, I haven't, I kind of, like, looked at it for a second, but that's not what I'm focusing on right now, but I think that would be interesting to do.
1: My my biggest thing is I need good samples. Like, I'm not, I don't have a synth, I don't, I don't have any way to make my own effects or anything. So, like, if I download software that had pretty good samples, I think I could do it, but... I had like this really chintzy one with terrible MIDI effects and it was just, it was, it was bad. It was really bad.
0: Yeah. Okay. So you'll, so you're going to work on the, the logo.
1: Yep. Noise canceling pod.
0: Yeah. And then we got, we've locked down the title. Do you want to work on like the, uh, like whatever the intro should be?
1: So you're thinking music and then there's actually like, and now the noise canceling pod
0: like and then like the podcast on blah 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 and then like only like 30 seconds of like a quick explanation of what it is
1: okay but you want somebody else to read it
0: yeah Uh, okay so i already talked my friend my friend's gonna read it well actually my girlfriend's gonna read it
1: good drop there i like that
0: so yeah she agreed too
1: nice no that's great i think that that makes it nice too um I wouldn't mind doing a practice uh, sponsor bumper next time we do a read.
0: What, so explain that.
1: So, you know, I mean, like on every podcast, it's like this podcast brought to you by such and such, so-and-so, the only jeans in denim. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, I think I, sorry, I you... think that will actually root. I think it's like, it's good to have a live intro too. Like, it's, it's nice to have a bumper music wise. Yeah. But it, I think it's also nice to have a little live read just to kind of get into it. Oh,
0: interesting. Yeah. So so is this going to be a real company or a fake company
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think <laughs> we I, we could just start off with a fake company <laughs> that would be hilarious
0: <laughs> well, that's all we have at this point, I guess <laughs> Just Dude, buy the domain
1: <laughs> and redirect it to our podcast. I,
0: hey I think you should start off with your uh the the voice. <laughs> But for journalism, we need to come up with a name for it.
1: Yeah, it can't be next top journalist. But uh, top copy is that good? Top, yeah,
0: that's great.
1: Top copy, I like it. Yeah, my next my live read will be for top copy.
0: God, I would love to see them. When you're like, you, you need to put the, a left slant on this on this <laughs> article, and then you're like
1: serifs, serifs. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't
0: let them choose though that's why i just realized like they couldn't choose their own story they would all have to report on the same story because just like i said like you would have to force them into something that was actually meaningful otherwise you'd get like something like some cat story or something ridiculous
1: and think about like the team challenges that would be incredible that'd be incredible
0: (laughs) oh my gosh yeah
1: yeah that'd be a really good show I feel like we should just cancel the podcast and start (laughs) producing that show. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I'm trying to think. Um, Oh, my other question was, do you want, like, the first five to be, um, I wrote down canonical, like, to, to have to be watched in a serial order? Or do you want it to be more of an open concept where people could just jump in at any anytime and they'd totally understand what we were talking so
0: i think we like i want to see we probably need to put together like an outline of what we want the first five to be and whether we want yeah like i don't do we want to cover individual topics on each pod or do we want to try to like i don't know i think we have to to put together like an outline and see does our intro cover the first five podcasts or does it cover only the first podcast itself
1: sure and I I would personally vote like to spread it out a little bit to kind of kind of give like a little nugget of our thesis yeah. every time and then talk about, you know, the second half talk about things that are actually happening in yeah, the week. Yeah.
0: I like that concept. I think I think putting together a first five that is like has a beginning and a middle and an end is like kind of a challenge. Like it would be a pretty big challenge to outline that out and be able to like put that all together
1: i mean some some ways i think it'd be easier to have you know more of a script but i like this conversation a lot better and i think it listens a lot it listens much better when people are actually talking as opposed to even like some of the radio lab and this american life where you're like this is really interesting but i can tell it's very scripted
0: yeah so i i was like i was so i was listening to one of the podcasters and he was talking about the difference between these two and like in some instances, he prefers the scripted out, like produced, because you don't have to think as much necessarily because it's all right there, and it's like it leads, you, like it's an easy. They they lead you the whole way through the episode, whereas like when it's a conversation, uh, you like you don't know where it's gonna go, and you have to like think your way through all of it.
1: Yeah, that's totally true.
0: Have you listen? Do you listen to podcasts very often?
1: Yeah, I listen to podcasts. Dude,
0: do you time. listen to Joe Rogan?
1: I have heard his show a couple times. He's hilarious. Dude,
0: he is actually smart as hell. He has such yeah. interesting topics on there, and interesting people. Like I, I thought he was just like a comedian podcast, so I like didn't really go there for a long time. And then I started listening to him, and he is like, it's the topics are awesome.
1: Yeah, he's really really good he's way better than just the janitor on news radio do you remember that that's a really old reference i like that (laughs) yeah Yeah, he was just like the janitor on the show about radio back in the 90s huh
0: yeah but he's he he hit the format of his show is he like sometimes okay so you have some people that bring the people on and Mm -hmm. it's like they have a very structured format and it's mostly like push that person's like whatever they're working on, but Rogan just brings the dude on, and he'll just whatever is on his mind. He doesn't care if that's your top, like area of interest. Like he'll make sure he touches on what your mm-hmm. area of interest is, but like he's not afraid to just go off topic and just see what your thoughts are, he, just from a completely different perspective.
1: Yeah, I think that's <laughs> awesome. I mean, at this stage, like we have the Tonight Show, we have shows like that. Like it's it's kind of ridiculous how how many places people have to plug their stuff. Like. I, I think if I was an actor like I would much prefer shows like that where I can actually show off like who I am and then people are like, "Oh, he's really interesting. I wonder what he's up to." And go to my IMDb page and be like, "Oh, he's got a movie coming out next week." That's pretty sweet.
0: Yeah, so like he's talked about that and that like he would hate to have to do the tonight show or because they make like they tell you who's going to come on and then it's like like you said like you they have to push what they're what they're what they're promoting the time and so, like, you have very, uh, a small amount of time to actually ask them questions about what you are really interested in.
1: Yeah, you might get, like, two real questions. Because you always have the, like, oh, how are you doing? What's that? Like, that's your first minute and a half is just getting them comfortable. Right. And then, like, right then is probably the only time you have maybe two good questions to ask. him. let's be honest, there's not a lot of hard-hitting journalistic questions come in that right well that's what i was
0: gonna say as soon as you ask a hard question they're like whoa 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 whoa! we're not going on this show like we're not here to like answer these tough questions
1: (laughs) like whoa i came here for some free champagne and to show my movie clip all right maybe play some large-scale beer pong let's chill out here right yeah that's pretty interesting have you watched colbert's new show
0: no is it good
1: yeah i i've been watching his youtube clips he's been really really good he had um Cruz on and his his audience started booing him and he was like no 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 he's like you guys need to be quiet and let him say what he wants like it was it was actually a really really impressive display of like I'm the host and I, I want this conversation to actually occur
0: so he that was Tom Cruise Ted Cruz no, oh
1: <laughs>
0: so is he a character in that show like in his new show is he the same character or is he different
1: no, he he plays himself. And I think like you can see a lot of where his character came from like there's still a lot of the same quirks and like willingness to push the envelope. But yeah, he he just plays himself completely.
0: Huh. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to check that out. He says he got some clips on YouTube.
1: Yeah, he posts like six clips every night from YouTube. There's no reason to uh to ever actually watch the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. YouTube and Netflix and Hulu are pretty much uh changed change the i mean why would you ever watch tv live it's completely ridiculous
0: how long until you think that like you just get your tv through the internet like i know these companies are combining but like at some point i don't have internet i mean i don't have cable like i just get myself on the internet
1: yeah i don't i mean it's it's got to be coming i mean they've <clears throat> number one price themselves so ridiculous that people are like of course i can you know like it's reached the level where people are willing to make a little bit of a sacrifice um, yeah, we haven't had cable forever, um, but I don't I don't know. I mean, like it's still I think there's still 60 million, eighty million cable subscribers, maybe even more than that. Yeah. But so it, it's just a matter. I mean, people are just so used to having like this exact thing. Like I want, I have my TiVo, I have all these channels. You know, like I don't really even care what I have to pay. But yeah, I don't I don't know. What would be interesting is when the uh, the mobile phone providers actually figure out like oh if i gave people unlimited bandwidth they would get rid of cable and just move to us you know like if they had like a sling box for verizon do you know how many people would be like oh i'm just gonna cancel my cable i just have my little wi-fi my mi-fi in my house like what's the difference but obviously 12 gigabytes a month isn't gonna cut it. right
0: well yeah yeah huh
1: and they're close i mean if you look at it right now um there's a few plan. there's like an 80 gig plan from verizon that's like oh. 300 bucks a month so like it's getting close so, like i think i think once that barrier is crossed where like that data plan is large enough i mean i think the usual netflix user uses like 40 to 65 gigs a month so you're like if you're using a ton
0: you're saying like no more internet through the wall you just get your internet through huh i wonder what the what the limitations are from a bandwidth perspective on like cell towers
1: or through so i i think on 3g it was pretty limiting i think now that most of the u.s is over to lte uh, and the other 4g networks i think they're getting pretty close And I mean, like, I think the ridiculous thing is when they'll just start increasing bandwidth once the pricing gets there. And it'll be like, oh, it's been here since 2015 is what we'll figure out like 10 years from now. So,
0: well, like, so that's on, like, I think LTE is as fast as I need on an individual basis. But if everyone was on LTE and everyone was pulling data and pushing, I wonder, like, if it would overwhelm the cell network.
1: I think it's just a question of bandwidth still, you know, like if you can push out the data, like it doesn't matter who's on there, but yeah, I, I, I don't know in terms of what happens when a tower gets overcrowded. If it, if they start to, I'm sure it depends on what their algorithm is for how they, how they slow people down. Yeah.
0: So, well, so like they've tried to do that, right? So there's like clear, this is, I, I bet Google is working on something like that.
1: Well, they got Google fiber, but I, um, I'll be curious to know how long how long that lasts, because I honestly do think it's going to go all mobile once the once the money gets there.
0: Yeah, I bet you're right
1: Because why wouldn't it? I mean it's it's the cheapest way to to send stuff as long as you have enough towers. Right but we will see so um uh, I think that was all the like housekeeping stuff that I had. Did you have anything else?
0: No, I think from an overall concept perspective. So one thing, yeah, let's see, a couple things that I have, so one thing that I have started doing that I'm interested to talk to you about is meditation in terms of, because like your your introduction, you talked about like taking technology and like basically using it to like focus yourself on like looking outward, whereas like meditation is almost like focusing inward and like making it so in your own mind there's less of a like distractions and you aren't, uh, I guess, well, p- people call it, like being mindful, but, uh, like living in the moment versus like, Oh, I'm looking back in the past and I'm having a bunch of regret about what I did before, or I'm anxious because I'm looking to the future about these certain things that may happen. And I'm just like, not even present with what I'm doing right now in my own life.
1: Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, I th- oh, do you have a yeah, have, so specific have you, question? So have you,
0: so have you, have you tried meditation
1: yeah so i i think i've done more meditation as a form of relaxation and and clearing my mind um i've done some yoga practices which are more like mind body connection which i would consider a form of meditation um and i i love that like to be more connected to yourself is seems inherently important you know like why would you not want to be connected to yourself? Why would you not want to understand what your body is telling you? Why would you not want to understand what is stressing you out or what is difficult for you to clear from your mind? Like those things, those things seem very important. And I think it, it's still, it's, it's amazing how hard it is to force yourself to, I mean, it's like working out, you know, like sometimes you're like, oh God, I don't want to go to the gym today you're like why wouldn't i want to go to the gym today it feels amazing it's good for you and you're going to feel even better and energized the rest of your day and tomorrow but like we're just so focused on what we're feeling right now that it's hard to separate separate and to project what's going to be like later
0: i think in the future meditation will be like or some form of meditation will be like working out is now to where i don't i think in like this i don't I would be interested to see when like actual the public started working out in like seriously but like I think it'll be similar to where like I'm sure in like the 30s no one really worked out and like it would be like a like seriously you want us to go like actually go work out or whatever and I think like in the future people will be like I can't believe these guys didn't have any like didn't focus on their mind or like their internal how their head is working at all like they just assume that you could just go through life and not not work on it at all and not do anything to like have upkeep and uh like bit like just like exercising to to uh to stay in good shape for your body why don't you exercise to stay in good shape for your mind
1: yeah i mean i think there'll be tons of studies that come out on how just the amount of information and the amount of things that we can do with technology and how much we can pump into our minds has Has increased how much we need to do that maintenance that you're talking about. Like you think about like working out. Like everyone was in the fields, you know, prior to or or in the factory. So like they got a lot of physical activity. Not necessarily that they were super healthy, but like they weren't like, oh, after 12 hours working in the iron iron factory, (laughs) like I'm gonna go hit the treadmill. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like the same thing. Same thing is true with the mind. Like they had so much free time to just sit and be in silence or listen to music. There wasn't a TV blaring in the background, and there wasn't, you know, you couldn't listen to a podcast 24 hours a day, you know, like you, you, I'm always plugged in, like I'm always listening to something. Yeah, me too. Like, I, like I'm, I'm at work and I'm, I'm working on something and I'm also listening to a podcast or listening to the news or, you know, sometimes watching a Netflix show. Like we're, we're constantly multitasking and pu- pumping more and more and ma- more data into our minds. So like it, it's obvious that we need to take time for quietness and and stillness of our brain, and like really taking time to 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 think, really. Yeah.
0: So like so, yeah. sometimes I'll be sitting there and I'll be listening to a podcast like in my home while I'm reading the news, while I'm like like clicking onto some other side thing, and I'm just like, this is ridiculous. I need to like I don't even know what's going on in any of these things, but I'm just like <laughs> just plowing through all this information. Yeah,
1: yeah, <clears throat> yeah. And I think we're we're both pretty unique in that we we kinda thrive on that. Like like that's where we find more energy is just like learning new things, feeling informed and feeling like when we have a conversation with somebody we're not gonna be caught off guard. Like we're gonna actually have an informed thought or opinion to share with them. I don't know if you agree with yeah, me I on agree. that. Yeah, yeah. So I think we're we're fairly unique, but, but I know just like like you said, with people that you follow and probably respond to on Twitter Twitter, you probably see the same retweets or faves from different people, and you're like, "Oh, that person is somewhat like me, so I mean I think there's there's a lot of people, and like I said, Grantland with five to seven million unique views like there's obviously people who like long form and like taking in more information so i'm not I'm not trying to say like we're we're the one percent of information users, but I, I do think we're we're somewhat unique in that regard,
0: yeah well, I think it like it, it's interesting to to think about people that follow the news or like look at the news and like How many people are just sitting there and they're watching Fox News and like they're not having a conversation about it. They're just sitting there like either just trying to be entertained by all this crazy like yelling and like outlandish talk and how many and also just confirming their current worldview and how many people are like looking at the news trying to like have a conversation with people and try to to, like push forward and like learn something new.
1: Or or looking at it and you know like maybe asking a question or like where did this opinion come from or like you just referenced a study but where is that study actually from? Yeah,
0: gosh, man. There's so, It's. I think you have to ask that second question of like, like I said before, just what is this? What is the angle that's on even like a study? Because okay, yeah, you have the study. Well, okay, who funded the study? And like trying to make sure you can get all the way down into that type of information because that tells you that that, that helps you understand what the true story is versus if you just have like a general study and that's and the news is based on the abstract, then like that's probably then you're for sure gonna get you're getting an angle at that point. Like you're not getting oh, yeah. the, the full details.
1: For sure. Yeah, and so in my job, um I discuss new products with CV surgeons a lot and so you know they'll rely mainly on clinical studies and clinical papers but they'll every once in a while you'll have one that will refer like a white paper that's just paid for by the manufacturer yeah but the vast majority of them actually want to look at the actual data and be like what's the end in this study you know what what parameters did they put on like how carefully was this produced who produced it who paid for it where was it published and and I've actually been really impressed by doctors who, you know, they really want clinical data to certify the use of a product before they, they bring it in. But I have I have had a few cases where I'm like, uh, that study's not really great or <laughs> appropriate to apply to this situation. How,
0: how do you address that with the doctor? Do you ever, do they ever, like, come back? you like, hey, you're just a buyer. Like, I know more, I know better than you what we need to buy.
1: Um... I have not too much in the CV world because I think, I think once you, once you know the language and once you, you know, the questions to ask, you know, like there's going to be very few times where you're going to be in direct opposition to a doctor. Cause you're, you're going to have some standing. Like you're either going to say like, it just costs too much money. Like, I, I don't know how, like the hospital is going to stop making money on this procedure. Like you really need to point to how this is more beneficial than what you were using before. Cause you were using something before. Oh God. Yeah. You know, like very, very few products are like, oh, this is a brand new type of surgery. Like, it's just incremental improvement. So, like, if you can show me, like, oh, it'll be an hour faster to this procedure, then, like, I'm not going to stand in the way of that because that that makes sense. Um, So, there's really, there's not that many times where it's, like, direct opposition. A few times when I was doing spine, it was, like, it's the exact same part. Like, same same patent, same FDA certification. It's just a different company. Like, they have a different marketing tool, is, there's a different label on do, it, and then you're just like...
0: Do you think like, that, like, was the doctor going that way because of marketing, or, like, just brand preference, or, like, what was the... what was?
1: I mean, there's crazy stuff, like, their, their son-in-law is the rep for, like, I'm not even making this stuff, or, like, girlfriend. Like, right. ridiculous stuff, where you're, like, you're embarrassing yourself as a medical practitioner, and, you know, sometimes, like you said, you're just a buyer, so, like you really if if it's the same price and you have no real reason why you shouldn't approve it like we're just going to end up approving it yeah you know so like there's no way i'm going to be like yeah you should probably uh not do this due to ethics you know like like, i'm not gonna i'm definitely not gonna not gonna be that guy because i like my job
0: (laughs) (laughs) who do you are you do you work for the doctors or is your chain outside of them
1: it's outside of that. So, I mean, it's it, there's always, like, a a separate clinical chain from supply oh, chain. You. Yeah. And sometimes it's even just, like, the doctors don't even... They're not even employed by our system. I mean, they are basically as, like, a third-party consultant.
0: Okay. Got you.
1: They're, I mean, the contracts are a little more specific than that, but that's, that's the basis for it. Like, they don't work for the system. They're just there to do procedures, mm-hmm. so... Those guys really don't, don't care. Yeah. 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 Uh, So one of the things I want to talk about was that, that idea of monoculture and just how like you think about things from the nineties, like Seinfeld Their friends, like those things don't exist anymore. Uh, And I I started watching this week, uh, Master of None, the new Aziz Ansari show. I don't even know. Uh, I'm going to have to look that up. So it's on, so it's on Netflix. It just came out this week and it's so good. I mean, not even, like, it's, it's good from all the classical TV points, like the, the music, the cinematography, the writing is crisp. Like, all, all the key points that, like, I, I wrote down the hot TV culture will like. Like, it hits all those, all those major points. But it's really, like, it's really cool in terms of discussing racial relations, gender relations, just kind of how living in modern society is. So like, I feel like it should be like a monoculture show, but uh, being released only on Netflix, like it, it makes it where it really can't be, you know, because there's not, not everyone has Netflix and people overseas can't really get that.
0: I bet ne- Netflix is more prolific than like, I think it's more prolific than what you just said, because like everyone knows like Orange is the New Black. Like, that show was only on Netflix, but, like, almost everyone that you ask, like, more people know about that than some of these other, like,
1: world, <laughs> yeah, events. world event topics. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <clears throat> but, yeah, so definitely check that one out. I mean, maybe next week we can, yeah. we can talk okay.
0: about it. okay. I have see it. It's got good ratings. Someone else mentioned that before, so I'll have to check it out.
1: But I do think it's interesting, this rise of, like, the super niche TV shows. Because you look at networks and what they produce is the complete opposite. But the reason why all these little startup networks and Netflix and Amazon and Yahoo Network and I forget who somebody ridiculous was launching one. Like I feel like you could name anyone. Be like Kroger grocery stores is launching a content network, <laughs> right. and I'd be like, oh, okay, I could see that. Like a show about people who make bagels. Like that would be that would be interesting. Yeah. So
0: I guess like they. <laughs> the cost must have to be low for these things so i guess you're probably going to end up with a s like all these series like there's it's not possible to throw a ton of money at this because there's so many options that these big like highly produced shows uh like there's not a market for them anymore if there's so many different options maybe i don't know
1: yeah i mean you look at the networks so and they still obviously dominate in terms of even digital downloads like they still dominate just because they can they can get the advertising out and hype it up so much so many people are exposed to it. But yeah, I mean, you look at a show that a lot of these smaller shows are probably produced for under a million bucks and like that's such a smaller investment than I'm sure like Blacklist or Blind Spot or any of the any of the big TV network shows. Shout out to NBC <laughs> on those references, but you know, it does have to be tens of millions of dollars just in the pilot. Right. You know, so like, that's a, that's a huge investment to be like, okay, I know this show's going to do well.
0: But then I guess you still have like Game of Thrones. I'm sure that was a, like a highly produced big budget TV, TV show.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think some of the big ones still, still do well, but, um, it's just, it's going to be hard to compete. I think when, when there's just more and more of these little pop-up niche networks that actually get a lot of good content.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
1: Because I mean, as that content gets better, the network shows are just going to seem shittier and shittier. <laughs> right? Really. You know, like how many seasons of NCIS can people possibly stomach? Yeah.
0: But then, man, I think I think about like who is the average people out there, and maybe they just come home, flip on the TV, and like there's still—I'm sure there's still a big, like a huge market out there that that's what they do. They're just oh, sh- I it? mean it's
1: just like mindless procedural like you know it's on you know it's going to be somewhat interesting you have a have a pretty good idea what the topic matter is going to be you know like dead hooker or you know like like somebody random getting shot or attacked or something but like I don't know uh, maybe you're right maybe people just have such low expectations for just what's on TV for their consumption like I think, I think that's also what the internet video age has changed is like like, I was in a hotel over the week. Uh, I was down in Dallas for a conference. And, like, after 10 minutes of flipping around on cable, I was exhausted. I was like, these are all horrible. Sh- I mean, like, I have 75 channels, and I- there's not a single thing that I want to watch.
0: So then you got on like, the internet?
1: <laughs> well, the thing that's like, streaming was really slow. So I was like, oh, my gosh. I'm actually stuck watching cable. This is, this is the worst. I don't have any input on what I have to watch. I have to listen to what someone else thought was good. <laughs>
0: Gosh, man! So I yeah. when I was in San Antonio, I got rid of my cable. Like I just completely got rid of it in my apartment. But then I got Netflix, and I started binge watching Breaking Bad, and I was watching significantly more TV than when I had cable.
1: I, th- I mean, I think you have to. I mean, there's when there's literally nothing on or everything on. Like you're probably gonna find a higher middle ground with everything than nothing, right? Because I mean, all TV is when. It's cable. It's just, like, a filler. Like, if you have 20 minutes where you're not doing anything, you're just going to flip it on. Right. Like, even even ESPN has gotten to a level where it's just, like, SportsCenter is horrible anymore. Like, I can't even... I used to be able to watch, like, three hours of SportsCenter. You know, like, because it was actually good, and they showed different highlights. And now it's, like, the same four highlights and then the same 10 minutes of interviews that they've replayed for the entire day. And I'm like, that's not interesting. Like, if, if I wanted to watch 10 minutes of clips, I would just go online and watch the clips.
0: Yeah, so I wonder... I wonder if it's cha- if the show has changed or if your expectations have changed.
1: Probably a little bit of both, but I mean, like, I know for a fact they used to, especially like NBA nights, they used to show every single game, and now they only show like maybe four or five games total, mm-hmm. even if there's like ten games on a night. Huh? It's weird. It's weird. I'm like, you're not watching. You're not thinking about long term on this one. Like, you just want to get to the commercial faster. Oh yeah oh my other topic i want to talk about because um it came up this weekend i was drinking some bulletproof coffee okay and and actually i ended up i, I don't necessarily believe in the benefits of bulletproof coffee and i don't buy like the bulletproof beans because that's ridiculous um because <laughs> i have old. thoughts
0: on this but yeah okay
1: okay so so i had some really old coffee that i brewed and it smelled and tasted horrible i was like the only way I'm going to be able to drink this is to bulletproof it. So I threw in, you know, my butter, my coconut oil, yeah. and then I throw in a little cinnamon and vanilla and blended it up. It's delicious. Like, I actually love it if I'm drinking pork coffee. But I, I just wanted to see, like, what your take on number one bulletproof coffee and then just talk more on, you know, like, fad diets and all the fad workouts that have been popping okay, up.
0: Okay, so first of all, bulletproof coffee, I like, I have bulletproof coffee every day in the morning. I haven't, like, tested it to see, like... Okay, I'm gonna go office and see if I feel worse. I generally like I buy the overall health benefits of like increasing fat in your diet. For the beans and like his his diet, I think he and he probably would admit this, but like he is like oversensitized to these things. And so like and it's I guess he presents that in some ways as like a scale, but like he he he's like the he's like the canary in the coal mine in terms of like all these like molds or whatever and so maybe like the probably the average person like it's not impacting them as much as it impacts him so but i have bought the beans and i I don't know i i can't say whether like one bean or another is better or worse but uh in terms of fad diets i think this is let's see I, so, I buy a Bulletproof diet in terms of increasing, like, the amount of fat you eat. I think that, the like, probably all these diets, like, they start off good because they get you to eat, like, more whole foods, and then as like, the industry takes it on. They, like, find ways to make processed foods that meet the dietary, like, requirements of that specific diet, and then it just, like, goes downhill. So, like, paleo was good at first because, like, you had, like, basically you eat meat like whole vegetables and like that's better than the processed food that other most people are eating and now it's like we've got like paleo bars that are like all this processed protein bar that like the content of it is barely different than like a regular protein bar but it's somehow it's like they've like twisted it to meet the requirements of paleo and so I think most of these diets like they start off good because you're eating whole foods and then it just like goes downhill and then when you're talking about like, oh, you should have, like, pe- then these, I'd say, start arguing about, okay, Bulletproof versus Paleo. It's like, oh, well, one says you should eat beans, the other one says you shouldn't. The One's like, you should eat 70% fat versus 65% fat. And it's like, dude, we're arguing, like, can we just get people to just, in general, eat, like, whole foods and get in the range? And then, like, if you're if you're very dedicated on that, then we can start talking about, like, the nuances. But, like, people can't even get the basics. So I think people waste a lot of time discussing nuance when, if you could just eat whole foods, you'd be in much better shape.
1: That's an awesome point, and I think we should key in on that as a as a specific topic in terms of getting stuck on the specifics and not not ever getting good at the whole concept. Because I think. I mean that's like applicable everywhere in terms of jobs in terms of like people with religion it happens all the time like they get they get caught up on like this one little tiny thing that really doesn't affect anything and so i think i think you're totally right in terms of a bigger thought process is like you need to see that whole picture before you can before you are even authorized to really start digging in on these other things but yeah my thought was just is very similar to that is just like all these things have something good. Like Katie and I did a whole 30. We lasted like 22 so days. So what's
0: whole, what what's that concept?
1: Um it's basically like clean eating to the extreme where like you can't even have soy or peanuts. Um what's the other one? There's some random. I mean it's really random. It's basically designed for uh people to find out what their allergies are. Yeah. Okay. So you add stuff back in slowly? Um, oh, and so dairy. Yeah, that's like you're supposed to do like 30 days to, to clean everything out of your body and then start start adding foods back in to test. What, like we were just doing it because we've been eating a lot of processed food and processed sugar and we just wanted to kind of clean slate it. So for that, it was really good. But what was interesting was like I ended up eating so many more calories like I spent like $40 just in nuts, mm-hmm. like in pistachios and walnuts and <laughs> cashews. Like it was ridiculous how many nuts I had to eat just to even stay remotely. Like I would have just wasted away if I hadn't spent that much on nuts. Like it was it was insane. Um, but I mean, like I, I still believe in the concept in terms of like if you're not feeling good, if you're not feeling healthy, like try to reduce the processed foods in your diet. And like I don't necessarily know if there's... Needs to be any specific rules, you know, like take out simple sugars, take out processed sugars. Like, those are the two rules that are going to help you so much, you know? Yeah. Because, like, there's so many things that have, like, any processed food is going to have both of those. And, like, once you take those out, like, if you stop eating protein bars or even, like, stuff like Lara bars, I'm just like, it's all sugar. Right. Like, it doesn't matter if you're grinding up dates. like, It's still sugar.
0: <laughs> yeah, in Protein bars now in the stores, there's like two straight rows of all these pro- natural protein bars that you're right. It's like basically just sugar.
1: Just sugar. Yeah. And things you're going to poop I out. Have a, I it.
0: have a hard time even discussing this topic with people because people will want to argue about these things. Like, well, is this bar or that bar? I'm like, dude, just cut out all this sugar and just eat... like. Green vegetables and some meat, and add some fat, which I think people still are hesitant to do, but more it's coming around. Yeah, I. So one thing I've tried, I tried doing like a strict green vegetable and like lean protein diet, and like I always felt like something was missing, and I think what it like you have to have some fat in there. So you can't if people if you want to like if you try just like broccoli, mixed vegetables, and then like chicken breasts, it's your body will be missing something and then you don't know what it is and so people will fall off and go to sugar but i think if you add fat in there your body's like oh okay yeah i'm get, i'm getting everything i need and then at least for me and i've been eating like a low carb like i call a low carb lifestyle but i've even been eating low carb for so long like sugar no longer intrigues me like it just make I, like i look at a piece of cake and it just makes me feel like i'm bit sick. <laughs>
1: That's awesome. That's like the that's the ideal. Like you've reached the pinnacle of that. Because I'm I'm definitely still in the. I I like to eat healthy for sure, but like there's a part of me if I don't have sugar for like five days, I start getting real pissed, or like angry, <laughs> Dude, that's like you're addicted I'll snap to it. at people. Oh yeah, for sure, hundred <laughs> percent.
0: Yeah, man, that's. Oh.
1: But yeah, after I mean after twenty days, I felt I felt much better in that regard. Um, what did you I miss the most? Up. Honestly, I don't. I can't say I missed anything. It was just like so boring. It was just so so boring. I was like, because if if you look up whole thirty after this, and all the different rules, like it's insane. Like you really can't eat very many things. So like, there's just so few things that you can actually cook where that are that are actually any good. So like, I'm gonna
0: look it up, and I think that so. I'm. I think you have to learn how to. You have to teach yourself how to cook because if you if you don't know how to cook, then it's hard for you to eat healthy. And so I'm interested to see if if you are truly limited. Like if if you knew how to cook all these different vegetables, I think maybe it would be different. But that's just my thought, off, like off the top of my head. I haven't seen it.
1: I mean, you know, I I can cook right. pretty decent, but but yeah, I mean, it's just it's very limited. Look it up, and we'll we'll talk about it all next right. week a little bit more. We'll, we'll do a deep dive so, on. Whole hey, 30. have you
0: ever looked into doing a CSA?
1: Yeah, of course. Do you have one? Um, we what did we do? We had like a a mini share of one with some friends at one point.
0: I do one you, just by myself.
1: Do you really? but do you juice?
0: No. No, I think juicing to me, juicing like okay, it's better than drinking like a soda, but you're still like. Like the fiber and all lot of stuff is like, you're basically turning it into sugar. Like not exactly, but you kind of are just turning it into sugar water from my perspective. So, I'm not huge on juicing.
1: I don't know. I think it depends on what what you're drinking primarily. If you're going like strawberry, banana, apple, like horrible, you might as well be drinking a soda. <laughs> right. But if you're, I mean, if you're doing like green juice, you have a juice fountain, you throw in, you know, maybe a lemon and an apple. Like that's that's pretty good. Lemon apple habanero. Yeah. That's that's gonna make you feel pretty good. I don't
0: know. I have a general concept of like I don't like to drink well actually I I can't say that's true. I was gonna say I don't like to drink my calories, but at the same time I drink bulletproof coffee, so that's not an exactly true statement, but I don't like to drink sugar calories, I guess. I don't know. Hmm. Some reason I never got into juicing, but
1: It's too expensive, to be honest with you. That's why I don't do it. Yeah. I had It just adds up. I mean you're throwing in a head of kale. And and another leaf and a whole a couple whole fruits and that's like a glass of juice. Right.
0: I don't know. I've never got into it.
1: No. Like I said, I think it's. I mean, people who do it. I mean, it's kind of like, it's kind of like your baseline. Like that's where you you get energy. You almost get like addicted to it. Yeah.
0: I see. I, I don't know. I think, like I said, I think it's better. It gets better sometimes when you're talking about these diets. It's like, yeah, I think it's better than eating like coffee, like donuts, but i think that there's a better choice like i'd rather eat i think like some eggs and some greens on the side is a better choice than like some juice now if you have to choose between cold cereal and a juice and that juice is better so and sometimes people have to take steps to get to to get to a point so
1: well yeah and it it depends on how you're using a juice too like if that's your meal replacement for breakfast like then that's obviously a, a pretty decent choice but like if you're just adding an extra 350 calories at the end of the day like it's it's kind of useless yeah.
0: yeah but so i do csa but the cool thing about csa is just getting new vegetables in and then trying to figure out how to cook them
1: mm-hmm. for sure no i love that idea i know there's a ton around here in nashville
0: they yeah, should definitely get on that
1: some of them are so expensive like we we were almost going to do one last year but it was like 300 bucks for for just us and it was like a basket a month
0: a basket a month oh that's not good it it was not a good deal not a good mine is a basket a week i don't even know if it's a exceptional deal but then i have kind of a like i kind of like that you're you're uh helping out local farmers like to me that's a kind of a nice additional thing to it although that's probably not the main reason
1: no i think that's that's definitely a huge benefit all right, so takeaways, thoughts.
0: Like, so first of all, I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna check out Master of None. I'm gonna have to watch one of those. Is it? So it's a comedy.
1: Yeah, it's a comedy that he wrote. Yeah. Okay, I'll,
0: I'll be checking that out. I'm, I'm interested to look, go back and look at my Twitter feed and see if I, I like, I kind of wanna, I almost wish you could. Here's what would be interesting what if you could take someone's twitter feed and put it onto a diagram and say okay here from your news sources like and then plot the news sources of your twitter and then see like oh shoot i'm missing this area and then you could recommend like hey you need to add these people if you want to see like a a broad uh like perspective in your feed you
1: could oh man i feel like you could add that you could do an algorithm pretty easy where you just like you'd have all the news sources and you know twitter personalities that have a lot of followers and then you could just put in what they have and where they get their news from and then it would show like their it would output like their world yeah view and like what yeah. what was missing yeah that'd be really interesting
0: so you could do it look at it different ways you could plot it on a like left versus right and maybe some other thing but you could also like do like a bubble chart of like connections and see like who's connected to who that would be interesting to see
1: that'd be really cool i would love to see that
0: yeah. Hmm. Figure it out. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to outsource it. Right. That one. Yeah. <laughs> or at least, I guess that's kind of. I don't know. So my goal here's my goal for this week. I want to find like a group of people that are discussing that have a like a have an out outlook that's completely different from what I currently have in my feed.
1: That's a great idea. That's sweet. <clears throat> I'll definitely do that too. I'll just go straight to the NRA comment section.
0: God, I know, but then, like, <laughs> like you said, you have to find some sort of, like, interesting perspective. I guess, yeah, I don't know. I had that, actually. I tried to do that, and then I unfollowed them. Like, it was just, it was, like, it was just tweet after tweet about, what was it on? I think it was on Hillary's emails. And I'm oh, like, no. enough, yeah. man, I get it. Like...
1: you're like I get this more than almost anybody could get this and I'm still tired of it I think that's
0: I think that's what it was so maybe I just need to like just suck it up and just like go through I don't know I don't know if they're adding I don't know
1: sometimes I just seek out the comment section of like some ridiculous polarizing article and I'm like I'm curious if anyone has like a thoughtful take like that's that's all I'm looking for is like one little tiny nugget I actually had a I had a book idea it was called comment section and I was just going to go not necessarily troll an article every night but try to like engage with somebody on a different article every night and then categorize like catalog what my what the responses were and if there were any interactions that were somewhat important to my life it would prob- for like an entire year. It would
0: probably be complete disappointment. Maybe not though, and maybe I, it wouldn't be. I don't know.
1: Well, I think I mean comment section has gone away so much in the last year and a half like Websites have just gotten rid of them. Like, well, yeah, because it's just like troll, so many websites. It just troll yeah, it's just time. all trolls. Yeah, no, yeah. that's interesting. Um, do you mind? Do you want to type up a summary uh, and put it on Trello, or how do you want to? How do you want to summarize? Uh,
0: yeah, let's do that. So I need. Let me think if I. Can you post files to it?
1: To yeah. Trello, yeah. Okay, so we. Yeah, you can post up to like two fifty. Okay,
0: so I need you to post your audio. Okay. And then. I'll put it together. You want to write just, like, a summary of, top, like, where we hit on certain points?
1: Yeah, what we hit on and then just what um, additional steps we need. So, like, I'm going to do the, uh, okay. the logo. Yeah, got you. You're going to look more into the intro. I'm going to write the, uh, <laughs> the live okay. read for the start of our next podcast. Nice.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. We'll do that.
1: Sweet. Um, and then... I'm trying to think. The same time actually works pretty well for me.
0: So next week, I have to figure out it's going to be a little bit... Oh my gosh. I forgot to tell you about... Oh, I, Okay, this is great. we got to go back on this. So, have you heard about a float tank?
1: For like testing your body fat. No. <laughs> then no. It's, it's a
0: <laughs> tank that is soundproof, filled with like really salty water. So you like just are completely buoyant in it. And... And the t- temperature of the water is your body temperature, and so basically you have no sensory feeling because you're like you're. It's cl- as close as you can get to weightlessness as possible, and then you can't feel anything. And it's dark, and there's no sound.
1: I think I have it's heard a, about that. I don't know when that started. I feel like that was really old. Like actually, from the, like the 60s. It is. 60s. It is, and then yeah. it's
0: coming back. So I I have an appointment. Me and my girlfriend have an appointment to go do this it's like a sauna and then it's a you see, i'm gonna float in the tank so i can't maybe we could do it later in the day but like i'm gonna can
1: we do it live from the float tank but,
0: Dude, <laughs> i'm not bringing this in there this is a time for me to be at <laughs> peace with my thoughts
1: <laughs> that's true good point we don't want to talk about geopolitical crisis while you're while you're just floating. dude i
0: can't wait so yeah so i got that going on sunday it's at 10 30. so let me look at my schedule and figure something out but it's probably going to be a little bit later in the day.
1: Okay. I mean, I th- I think I'm good, like, one or two. Um, and then later at night on Sunday works, okay. too. So, like, we can do, like, any time at night on Sundays, yeah. too. After, after, like, eight. Okay.
0: All right. That's, that'll probably be the best for right now. Okay, At least for next Sweet. week.
1: Sounds good. Um, do you want me to clean up the audio on my side? Nope. Or are you, just are send you gonna it over to that? me. I'll clean it up. Okay. Sweet.
0: Because I'll probably, like, I'll match it over the top, and then I'll just go through... Once I get it matched, then I can like, silence the parts where I need to silence and fix it up.
1: Yeah, I cleaned mine up yesterday and it actually sounded pretty good. How,
0: so what, what technique did you use to clean it up?
1: I just used the effect. So I did the, you just click on effect and noise reduction. Okay. And then all you have to do is select like a baseline 10 seconds or 30 seconds where there was just silence in the recording. Yeah and then there's a button to click and then there's a it kind of walks you through it so you use noise reduction yeah all right yeah because that just takes out this microphone actually has a a decent amount of buzz to it Okay. so i was i was trying to get rid of i was like is it cord length is it the plug but yeah it just has a little Uh, bit of buzz in the background so
0: i sent uh i sent a fancy hands task my virtual assistant to find audacity tutorials and i i saw th- i looked through some of them but i haven't looked through all of them yet but to on the different effects you should use it to like final edit your podcast
1: tighten it up yep. yeah one thing if you listen to mine you're like oh this is way too gravelly like feel free to bump it up uh, a little like a half octave or something i okay. uh, wouldn't be offended. <laughs> <laughs> or like a quarter octave because it may be it may be a little bit more more pleasing to the yeah, ears All right.
0: All right, man. Good talking to you.
1: Yeah, you too, dude. This is awesome. All
0: right. I'm excited. This is going to be fun.
1: I think I'm going to go back through and and listen to this once you get the recording done. All right.
0: All right, man. Talk to you later. Later, Axe.